BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, you know what I was going to talk about? So you know, had Snapchat. Right yeah, you know how you had Snapchat open, right? I'm going to jump right into it. Dang, okay. You know how you had Snapchat open, right? Yeah. I just found out mm-hmm. what a, like a big opportunity Snapchat was and might still be because like do you know how much people were making are making on Snapchat? People make money on Snapchat? Yeah. Doing what? A lot of money. Like when I say a lot, I mean like enough that you remember david dobrik mm-hmm. how he was huge on youtube mm-hmm. there's a reason that he only does snapchat now okay does just to like give a you a brand deal with them or something not because there's a lot of money in it okay let me give you an what example you, but like let i don't me, understand let me give you what are example. you making money on okay people so snaps? no because now they have other options like now they basically have like a tiktok on snapchat i've never they seen have that the stories life. they have uh the, the, the shows the tv shows so remember first do you remember do you ever remember this happening like in like 2019 2020 where like tiktok not tiktok um snapchat had this thing where they're giving away a million dollars a day no do you remember hearing about that no. you didn't hear about that no well essentially what they were doing was that they in order to get people to start posting on the platform they would give away a million dollars, like pieces of a million dollars, away to um, random creators on the platform. If you got like a good amount of views, but it would be random, right? It's like it's like TikTok. They made it a very similar platform to TikTok. And there was one girl. Guess how much money she made in six weeks? A million dollars. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. She made a, <laughs> she made a million. No, they weren't giving away a million dollars. Oh. But because she just accrued, she made it so many times in that raffle, it accumulated to a million dollars. They weren't Damn. just giving a million dollars away to one person. Damn. Yeah. Wait, what do you do, though, to make money? You just post stories? Yeah. At first, they were just posting stories. And then, like, they started uh, sponsoring, like, celebrities and other content creators to come out with, like, TV shows. So, you know how you, whenever you go to that tab and you see, like, like news shows or, like, random... Like, I would see them, but I never, ever watched them. Well, there are people apparently watching them because that was the next big thing, and they were giving away, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to creators every year to create shows on that platform. Are they still doing that? Yeah. And then... All right, I'm about to apply. <laughs> well, like, it might be too late because there's a whole other thing going on, but I'll, I'll tell you about that after. Uh, but, oh, why is my phone... I'm here, you're going to put your phone on Do Not Disturb! Okay, we're back. I fixed the issue. Don't worry. So to get back to what we were talking about, so Snapchat. Um, so I saw a video. Of they they knew how to get me, right? They titled they title it like, why 
David Dobrik left YouTube. And I was like, I have to watch this because they had a Snapchat thing in it. And I knew something about Snapchat because he hasn't been active on all his other platforms that he got pretty big, like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all those things. He was kind of quiet on those. Mm. And then uh, they realized that like he was posting almost 200 stories a day on TikTok. On, on Snapchat. I keep saying TikTok. That's how much they got us in our heads, okay? <laughs> we, can, we can't say nothing but TikTok. Mm-hmm. But he was on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because, like, you know how when you're watching, um, whether it be, like, uh, Snapchat stories, it depends on who you're following, if they're verified or not. Uh, or on other platforms, there's ads that pop up in between them. Okay. Yeah, so those ads, every time that ad pops up in between one of their stories, they get... 50% of the revenue from that ad. So just scale that up. Let's say you're getting um, a thousand views per story, whatever. And then you're getting like a hundred ads in between. You're getting like, and each of the ads, let's say it's 50, uh, a, a, $1 per ad. You're getting like $50 for... Um, a day. Yeah, like if you're posting like one story. But then multiply that if you're posting 200 stories a day, yeah. 300 stories a day. So when they were like trying to calculate roughly how much he's making on there, because mm-hmm. I was wondering like how is he still like living money? How is he still living in a mansion and doing all these things while not putting out any content that like we're aware of? And it's because they calculated it. He's making about twenty five thousand dollars a day. Sorry, twenty five thousand dollars a day. First of all, on Snapchat. What the hell does he do on a daily basis for him to be posting 200 stories? And who watches that? Well, he's that? doing roughly what he would be, he'd be doing on his uh, YouTube videos. But, like, he doesn't go as crazy as he used to. He just posts about... But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he's doing, okay? No, but, like, That's who not, watches it? It doesn't matter. It does. People watch whatever. They're interested in people's lives. As long as you post those 200 stories and there's someone clicking through those... That's wild. ...and seeing the ads in between them... He's getting 50% of that revenue and that can add up to about 25000 to to, And some have estimated around thirty dollars to $40,000 a day. Well, I mean, I guess because he has millions of followers, but like imagine trying to get to that point. It's going to take you forever. Yeah, but that's, that's because you're scaling up to his thing. But even if you're a smaller creator, if you're able, mm-hmm. since they've made it like a very TikTok-ish platform when it comes to your visibility, you can start posting every single day a bunch of stories and if just due to the algorithm, you might build up a following depending on who you are, how you look, what you do, what you're trying to promote, like your lifestyle, if it's somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. you can build up a following on the, on the platform pretty easily now and make even, even if you make a tenth, even if you make a, a hundredth of that thirty or $40,000 a day, that's, mm-hmm. a pretty, that's still pretty good income to be making yeah. just from posting on snapchat and everybody thought of snapchat or at least i do- i thought of snapchat of like a quote-unquote dead platform like i didn't really think that people were using it but that's why every time i see you guys using it <laughs> i would ask you you can even attest to this like i'll be like you guys are still using snapchat but i told you like i literally only use it to fulfill my streaks but i don't actually use any other feature on it like i don't yeah. i don't know what's going on on there well, like I, I rarely ever look at that page mm-hmm. that has like I've seen it before. Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, what are these random things? But yeah. I never cared to watch it. See, and but there are other people who probably do that and still continue to use it for those other features as well. Yeah. At least I, I think that's what the company is hoping, because it turned out when the guy was like, 
doing this thing. He was going to end off with that whole thing of like finding out where Dover, David Dobrik is, but he was doing more like an investigative journalism style video. Mm-hmm. So he dug a little deeper. He's like, so how is Snapchat actually making money? Yeah. And like Snapchat technically is making billions of dollars a year in revenue. How? Huh? Just from selling ads. Because when you sell ads, they're making money from that, right? But when they actually found out what their net income was, mm-hmm. which is after everything is paid off, they're actually in the hole every year. So they're so they're even though they're getting billions of dollars in revenue every year, they're spending billions of dollars in re- and that those billions of dollars every year to and either like that, content creators, mm. like keeping up the, with the platform, all those things. So so then what's the point? Like isn't so it's it kind of like it's fail? kind of like what isn't it eventually going to fail? Like you can't be losing money every single year. Well, there are a lot of companies that are losing money. Tw- Twitter's losing money every year. Okay, yeah. That's why uh, Elon Musk has been having so, so much backlash now because he be, he's been trying to like uh, milk as much money out of the out of the platform as he can mm-hmm. to make it somewhat profitable because he mm-hmm. bought it. Yeah. He couldn't get out of the deal anymore after you found out that they weren't really making money. Money, yeah. And now he's kind of stuck with it. So he's got to like put up things like paying for um the verified verification thing, right? yeah. which is the same thing that meta did mm-hmm. with uh, instagram i actually got a notification on instagram and it was yeah. like do you want to have a blue check mark i'm like F that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but people are paying for it. i saw someone who uh been paying for it why would you literally pay to have a blue check mark next to your well name? it makes sense business wise it makes sense like uh Does it? Um, what do you call it again legitimate legitimacy wise like if you're trying to build yourself, build your own platform, it even if you're paying for it, like um, it makes you seem more legitimate to a lot of people because no, not a lot of people are gonna dig into that, right? Like and and just to be fully transparent, like I mean not transparent, but to kind of expose or like bring down the curtain a little bit, a lot of those people who you see with verifications pre this whole uh, paying for it outwardly, they were paying for it already. Yeah, I'm sure people have always been paying for verification that's not really it wasn't really like it was kind of like kept hush hush but people Mm -hmm. still knew they were paying for verification now it's just more out in the open made more affordable to the regular people Mm. yeah so you're kind of just being classist if i'm being honest you know by saying you know who's gonna pay for verification they're always doing before they just made it more available to the people you know i'm I'm not being classist i'm just saying like it's i guess it's the same sort of concept of like why would you buy brand name clothing because mm-hmm. you know it makes you it elevates your i guess your outward appearance and why would you pay for a blue check mark because it elevates mm-hmm. your brand if that's what you want if that's what you're trying to do exactly yes but well now it pays to be a brand or like to be seen as legitimate online so why wouldn't you yeah if you consider that an investment for your company exactly or not only your company just as an individual because there was a video i watched where they went to a bunch of, they went to like, I guess a quote unquote influencer gym mm. in, in, uh, it's called Zoo Culture. I saw a video where they went up to a bunch of, I guess, influencers or just people in the gym who are working on building up their brand. And these people didn't have like the millions of followers yet, but they had verifications and they went up to them like, did you pay for your verification? And a lot of them were honest. They're like, yeah, we paid for it. And even the biggest one there, the guy who owns the gym, mm-hmm. He admitted that, like before he, uh, before people were able to pay for it uh, outright, like he paid up to almost twenty grand to get his verification. 
Yeah. Should we because pay for a verification on cousin no. <laughs> Like, would you guys think that we're more legit if we have a blue check mark next to our name? I'm just saying, man. That's how much is it? Well, that I think it's a monthly <laughs> payment. That's the thing. Yeah, that that's gonna throw me off. If it was like a one time thing, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. But if it's not, and I'm totally going back on everything I just said, right? Mm-hmm. But like I'm saying, if it if it really does help legitimize, yeah, like let's say you want your yeah. brand, um, then you know that not that I don't like whether you have a check mark or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that you're not legit. Like mm-hmm. we're legit. We do this every single week. Like yeah. we put in work for this podcast. Yeah. So I don't think a check mark defines whether or not we're the real deal. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to get a sponsorship from a company and you're messaging them in their DMs, yeah, who do you think they're gonna reply to? Someone without a check or with someone with a check? And what are the chances that company is gonna look into what, how you got that check? Well, I I can understand what you mean. Yeah. However, it's not even because like look right like if let's just say you have ten thousand followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. that and that looks like a big number compared to someone who has like two thousand followers on Instagram, right? Yeah. And if you're thinking about it from a marketing standpoint. Both people DM the page and then they, they mm-hmm. let's say you're reviewing both of their cases or like their their decks if, if they have a presentation for you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you rather go for the person who has a higher engagement? Because let's say like the 10, the 10,000 follower person mm-hmm. tells you like, okay, my engagement's like my engagement isn't that high. Like mm-hmm. out of 10,000 followers, I get like 500 views on my story. Yeah. Versus the 2,000 one the 2000 follower one who says like, okay, you know, I get like 70% of my followers that view and interact with my story. Mm-hmm. I would go with the 2000 follower one. And you never know. Cause I feel like when you like, obviously it's, it's um relative to the each individual, but like maybe their pricing will be different. The person yeah. who has 10 K in their mind probably thinks that they're worth more versus the $2,000, the 2000 uh, follower one mm-hmm. who maybe is, has like lesser rates. Right. And then mm-hmm. that means better for the company because they have to spend less to get the same marketing yeah which why they have the they have a term for it now which is called micro micro influencer yeah micro influencer where they're finding people with like less Are than ten thousand. a micro influencer? yeah technically we would be considered one so they're finding people but usually a lot of the people who are more grassroots i guess you could say because they're closer, they're, they're, since they're still building their audience, they're closer to their audience and, and yeah. they feel more accessible to their audience. Yeah. Then their audience is more willing to listen to what they have to say than someone yes. who has 100,000 followers, but they're, they're a little not, bit out of touch. Yeah, they're them. kind of out of touch or they feel like at more of a distance from their followers. I mean, I kind of feel like that with, with ours too. Mm-hmm. Like for us, you know, um, when we were growing our channel, um and our page on whether it's tiktok or well tiktok is a little bit different but mostly instagram and even Mm -hmm. youtube there were a lot of um followers who like they were like regulars like they they would dm us often interact with us often and so we just started having like conversations and now like even in youtube comments like i'll see the people that normally comment and i'm like oh my god hey like you're alive how are you (laughs) um so and then sometimes i think about it like oh you know one day inshallah like when we have thousands of followers like Mm -hmm. am i still going to be able to keep up with responding to everybody's (laughs) comments and it makes me feel kind of bad yeah why because i don't want them to feel abandoned oh yeah i I can see that yeah you know because i feel like we've created this rapport now Mm -hmm. and like they know us and we kind of know them sort of like some people tell us about their lives and their story yeah but then when when you're going through it you'll probably see it yeah like i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie sometimes like when we get like when we post Mm -hmm. something and we get a lot of dms like Mm -hmm. 
I recognize like the ones that message us often and I'll open those first. Yeah, exactly. Sorry for those <laughs> <laughs> for those who I may not have responded to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Cause you get overwhelmed and then, you know, you're like, okay, I'll just respond to like one, two, and then you're there for two hours. Like everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, so. Yeah, but the influencer game is also like, when it comes to, when it comes to comparing, like you mentioned earlier, we were comparing like engagement. Even that now is so like muddied through like uh, people paying for engagement. People can pay. For, I thought you people can just can pay, pay for, for followers. No, people can pay for. There was a big like controversy rec- recently with a channel called uh, Unbox Therapy, where people were uh, accusing them of paying for views and paying for fall. Fo- not only for followers because they already had millions of followers, but for paying for views. But views doesn't necessarily equate to engagement, does it? But no, you can pay for views. You can pay for comments. You can what? pay like you bots can pay for will, anything now. Bots will comment? Bots will comment. You can pay <gasps> for anything now. Yo. You can pay for as much engagement you want, as many people you want to watch your story, as many people you want to uh, <laughs> yeah. leave a comment, Think of like this a concept. story, like a video. Think of this concept, what? okay? Let's just imagine you decide to open up a page and you have mm-hmm. a lot of cash that you can throw around, okay? Yeah. And you literally pay for your platform. Yeah. Your fans, <laughs> your engagement, mm-hmm. your product, whatever. Yeah. You could get any brand deal that you want now because you could technically sell the fact that like you have high engagement, you have a lot of followers, mm-hmm. good quality content. Yeah, there are people who will uh, fake it till they make it. And there's yeah. a lot of like bigger people that you wouldn't be aware of that have done that at one yeah. point because to them it's an investment. Like unless someone... Are we doing it wrong, Amir? What? Are we doing this wrong? Technically, like... well, <laughs> Like what are we doing? Yeah, like there's the legitimate way of doing things and mm-hmm. then there's the illegitimate way and... A lot of people, you know, because they see the money in this, they start to be like, you know, let me just do this. But then when you do something once that you know is wrong, it becomes easier to do it again. Right. Just like anything. Yeah. When you think about it, like when you let your morals get in the way, (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you think about it morally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could actually like comfortably Mm -hmm. like pay for my platform like that. Yeah, But you'd be surprised what a person can convince themselves that they're doing for the right reason, depending on like what their ultimate goal is because for them they're like no but with the money that i'm gonna make i'm gonna be able to provide to more charities i'm gonna be able to uh do good things for my family buy them a home retire them and that can convince you to do a lot of things you wouldn't normally do yes and no because i think you know what sells nowadays is like authenticity right Mm -hmm. imagine we're sitting here recording this podcast knowing damn well we paid for all of our viewers (laughs) like who are we addressing the bots i don't think i could do that there are people who like do I, that. I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously mm-hmm. if i'm like hey guys <laughs> who are the guys the bots well like you can think about it like when you're first starting out and you don't have any followers yet you're still doing the same thing aren't you you're um, addressing an audience that doesn't exist yet but i was imagining that it would be like our friends and family watching it so i'm like all right so yeah maybe those then. people still know that their friends and family are watching or yeah. maybe they have even a small they had a smaller following mm. and then they just added on top of that I guess I was just like thinking of the extreme case, but mm-hmm. like, you know. That's I, why I'm saying like it's it's very muddied because like mm. 
there are people who may pay for like a small boost in certain things. Oh yeah, we need to kind of oil these up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Yeah, we gotta oil these things up a bit. Yeah. Okay, it's been a while. That's what happens when we live for a few weeks. It's just everything just kind of got creaky, and rusty. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't doing that before we left. It's never done that before. I was no. able to move this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's just the whole. The influencer game is a very interesting thing. I've always it changed been so much. It. it has been changing a lot. Like it's, I don't, I don't know. Like the other day, I I was mm-hmm. at work and I randomly remembered Jenner Marbles, and I'm mm-hmm. just remember like then I was like deep in thought, like remembering YouTube at that time, like yeah, her and like Shay Carl mm-hmm. and Who's like. Back? Is, oh yeah you told me he was back right? yeah he's been posting daily not yeah almost daily vlogs recently he that was his thing before right he yeah, used yeah. To post, like, he was like the original one of the original yeah except for the other guy was charles trippy who is still to this day who was that again i, I know still, the name he, he used to have a channel with charles it used to be charles charles and ali <gasps> yeah but then uh, they broke up was he and he married another girl named ali <laughs> he has a band yeah, he's part of uh, We, we the, the Kings. Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. The, wow. That was like early two mm-hmm. thousands or early two thousand tens. I think. Early two thousand like six. He started at the beginning of YouTube. Two thousand six. Like I think two thousand seven, two thousand eight, maybe actually, but he started at the beginning to the point where he's still daily vlogging to this day. He still hasn't missed a day. He has he has a Guinness World Record for it. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he hasn't missed a day now. And he actually like writes down at he still I have him I'm still following him. Mm-hmm. Every day I still see like he'll put the number of the day mm-hmm. and then whatever the video is. Damn. Yeah. There's a lot to be I can't believe on. he's still vlogging, but like mm-hmm. I was just remembering those days and how simple. Like it was so simple. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, Amir should have just kept up with his gaming channel. Yeah. We would have all been retired. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's always time, man. There's 40 year olds out here who are uh, making big on YouTube. Yeah. And I think. And I'm only saying YouTube, but there are a bunch of platforms now. I know. I know. And I think at the end of the day, like if your end goal is to make money Mm -hmm. and you're like super determined, I think you're going to you're going to end up getting there. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I just do it because like it was never to make money. Yeah. It was more for fun and like I didn't like always if, game all the time. Yeah. And I, even with this, like, you know, sometimes when I'm thinking about it, I think if we didn't have jobs mm-hmm. and like this was our only source of income, I feel like we would have been pumping out a lot more content and mm-hmm. like a lot sooner and like probably multiple videos in a week. And yeah. On all the platforms, you know, but like yeah. this is more so it's always kind of been like a hobby for us. Yeah. And then, like, the, the income that we make is always, like, a bonus. Yeah. Inshallah, one day, like, if it if it's lucrative enough where we can ditch what? our day jobs. <laughs> Inshallah. And we have Cousin Connection I'm telling Productions. You, we, should so, we should open an Etsy store and just start selling merch. Well, yeah, like, merch is obviously, like, you know, a goal in the mm-hmm. near future. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, don't um, wink, wink, nudge. And like, hey, we, we're, like, literally... <laughs> like like dream board stage <laughs> but it's still listen you gotta you gotta put your goals to fruition. whatever they call that board is um, it a dream board no it's not a dream board yeah you it's know what i'm talking about right something board vision board vision board that's what, that's what like, it is yeah it's something vision dream you know they're both the synonyms of one another right i'm just saying right no yeah but the correct terminology is okay, vision board. Mm-hmm. but you know inshallah things will come to life soon hopefully um and we're excited for that chapter too but Mm -hmm. we'll announce that when it actually comes exactly how long was my rant there 
Oh, shoot. 24 no, minutes. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to do our intro. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cousin <laughs> Connection Podcast. <laughs> we are so close to hitting 100 episodes mm-hmm. that I'm almost like, how is it only only like, I feel like we've recorded way more than 100. Have we? I feel I don't like know. we have. We've recorded like other videos that maybe don't. I know we've always counted them as a number. No, no. We like didn't. hijabi talks. Those ones, yeah, but like you know mm-hmm. the that one that we did with Khalid, um, that review of that zombie show. What was that? Oh zombie yeah, show yeah, yeah. Uh, The Last of Us. Did you yes. ever finish it? Oh, <gasps> Sarah. Listen, <laughs> my focus now is Marvel. Because the other nah, day, there's no way you're finishing. I gave up on the Marvel. No, 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 no. Let there's me tell no you way she's not finishing Marvel, guys. She's not serious. Because I feel like you failed me. No, no, no. One of my coworkers is also really into Marvel. Yeah, like he's like the one that collects comic books and yeah. stuff. And he was like, oh, do you guys want to go see um, the Flash movie? I'm like, what's the Flash movie? It's not Marvel. Hmm? N- that's not Marvel. Yeah, it is. The Flash? I thought it was Marvel. See? <laughs> this is why I said, guys, she's well, done. Is he not? Is that not Marvel? No, that's DC. That's like Batman and Superman. Come on, Sada. And you're, and you're talking about the Marvel guy. This is the Damn. Marvel guy talking about DC. All right, well then, okay? Rhett, Rhett and I mean, uh, <laughs> my case is closed. <laughs> I can't even finish my statement. That movie actually flopped too, eh? Oh, really? Yeah, because like I don't know if it had anything to do with... You remember how I mentioned Ezra Miller at one point? Who's that again? Well, the, when I mentioned like Ezra Miller versus Jonathan Majors, like e- Ezra Miller is the uh, main actor in the movie who plays The Flash, but he's had a lot of controversy with like kidnapping, beating women... Uh, kidnapping children, holding people at gunpoint. Sorry, can I just say? <laughs> what? Don't actors have to do background checks? But these are all they things he's hire, done like recently. They just hire anybody? He's No, he's <laughs> done these things recently. He was already the Flash at this point. <laughs> oh, okay. And he just went crazy. Like he started doing all these things. That's pretty He came out up. as like non-binary. Um, there's a lot of things he was doing. Well, being non-binary is not a crime. But No, no, no. I mean like, like just like there are things that were happening. And those are just one of the things that came out mm-hmm. that it maybe it caused a lot of controversy at the time because they were like, oh, is this him how, how, trying to get into the left's good side? Oh. Because this happened as all these things were going coming out. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, people thought it was a PR move at first. Him coming out as non-binary? Yeah. That's so random. <laughs> but it, it was just part of the controversy. Okay. Uh, but um, Speaking yeah. Speaking of controversies. What? Apparently, Demi Lovato, who recently came out as, or not came out, but st- started to identify as non-binary, mm-hmm. has now switched her pronouns back to she/her because what? she said it was too confusing. For and who? I was like, Miss Mem, for her fans, I guess, and and people referring to her. But then again, she's always been an interesting case. Yeah, and like she's always I been just, a little uh, like I I don't know. She's a child star. No, is she? Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I guess. But like, I feel like she, like I was such Why'd a you, huge Demi fan. Yeah, you were biased. That's why. No, it see, was just you didn't see the crazy eyes. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did, but yeah. like much later. Mm-hmm. But I always had sympathy for her. Like deep down, I'm like, oh, yeah, because you have bias. She's troubled, you know. Yeah, it's a lot. It's the kind of like the classic story of a lot of Disney stars of what happens to them, right? yeah like because they're introduced to a lot of adult things at an early age yeah and they have no no one to guide them on like how to uh well, react to these things happening around them have you ever seen her documentary 
I don't Maybe? know if you've seen it. But she was basically saying, like, mm-hmm. when she was talking about, this was the one um, where she spoke about her OD and, mm-hmm. like, all that kind of stuff. And she was basically saying, like, even though she had two parents, yeah, they couldn't tell her nothing because she was their source of income. So she was mm. like, if y'all try to discipline me, <laughs> I'm going to kick you out of my house. Exactly. <laughs> and that's when, as a parent, I, don't, I won't say they failed, but they should have uh, taken her out of it and been like, it's not worth the money to lose our child to this thing. Yeah, but like... And maybe they didn't realize like how severe it would become, but like if I was a parent in that situation, okay, I can't say like, I don't know the exact situation. Yeah. But if how you described it, if it happened to me, I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, you're going to threaten me by saying like, I'm your only bread source of money like i'll get a job and we'll just go back to living a regular life but it's hard like i think you know it's one thing to have like imagine you're a pa- i guess it's hard for us to even imagine mm-hmm. that type of life but yeah. imagine you have a regular regular life like right yeah. now yeah okay then you have this childhood hey, my life is be, amazing what are you talking about uh, no i know but I'm, like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah don't worry and you have this child who becomes a freaking superstar yeah like you have a hannah montana ch- type of child yeah okay regular kid by day <laughs> superstar by night <laughs> okay <laughs> you get the best i don't know world. if she's the best example because her dad was already a star but you know i understand, oh, I understand. Uh, okay okay sure yeah ryan's sure. toys kind of thing sorry ryan's toys you know on youtube there's like a kid who he started reviewing toys and they started getting millions of views and the parents just like started using him to make money because he would just review toys and they would make millions of dollars okay yeah like that something like yeah. that right and then if you stop your mm-hmm. child from doing whatever it is acting singing whatever the case is there goes your like basically your source of income Mm -hmm. and if you're used to a certain lifestyle like Mm -hmm. your whole life is now intertwined like let's say you have the mansion you have the nannies you have the Mm -hmm. cars you have maybe a business behind you so now you have employees Mm -hmm. you can't just stop the child from working because then your whole life Mm -hmm. your whole life like changes right like you you can't you can no longer have a business because how are you going to sustain it without Mm -hmm. the income right you can no longer have employees or nannies or the mansion or the cars or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. it's so hard for them to make that decision of like my child's well-being or the riches and the money yeah that's where like strong morals really come into play i'm sure the parents had morals Mm -hmm. but i think no like very strong it's like you can have morals but if they're easily like uh, bypassed by like flashing a little money in front of you, then like, well, how yeah. strong were they really? Oh, a lot of people know? can be bought bought with money, yeah. but also it's like these kids and the parents who are not used to the Hollywood mm-hmm. lifestyle, they're probably bound by contracts, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't, they probably don't have enough at the time to have lawyers to look over things and make sure that they're actually being protected. Mm-hmm. And so now, like contracts you know, are, are a big part of it, where a lot of times yeah. people are trapped in certain yeah, situations. Exactly. Yeah, so, so they can't do anything even if they wanted to. Yeah, and that kind of mm-hmm. sucks, you know, because I feel like it it has really messed with so many of like the mm-hmm. um, child stars that we grew up watch. Excuse me, watching. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, who I was always a big fan of, who like she's pretty straight and narrow now. Hillary Duff. How'd you know I was gonna say that? I just knew it. How'd you know? Because Hillary Duff is the only person I know that came out almost perfectly fine, well, like she, unscathed. <laughs> she like went through like I think. Like there was a period Did of time she have a where period? She, she wasn't like it was only really considered a scandal at the time because yeah. this was like the early 2000s. But there was at one point she was suffering from like an eating disorder. Oh, was she? Yeah. OK, I didn't know about that. Yeah. And she was also dating a Joel Madden from Good Charlotte. 
Okay. But like he was like significantly older than her and yeah. she was like 18 or 19. Yeah, so it's you know, everybody's like, got a face. Everybody's got a face, okay? But like look at her now. Yeah. She's doing great for herself. Exactly. So I knew I, I knew watching the Lizzie McGuire movie was a good like Yeah. But she's done she's done something like maybe she's working with the Illuminati cuz she looks exactly the same. No, it's just Botox. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Speaking Botox. of Botox. Botox or Illuminati, you know, which one's more which one's more cooler? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Botox though. Yeah. I uh <laughs> someone from work. I don't want to expose her in case she listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> but she told me so we used to always like talk well she used to always tell me how she suffered from like chronic sweating like yeah like you do <laughs> yeah i don't have chronic sweating okay i just have really sweaty armpits i feel like you should now insert a montage of all the times you complained about sweating here i don't think i've ever complained about oh yeah okay, yeah you have <laughs> yeah, i thought you i thought meant like show me sweating okay whatever no no, 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 no. no you okay. didn't do that yeah but she got botox under her arms yeah, to stop the that makes sense. There are a lot more people who are more, it's less taboo now and more like part of the normal. People go to get like small or even sometimes a little bit big like cosmetic surgery. But then I was like, how do your armpits feel? And she's yeah. like, they're not like bone dry, mm-hmm. but it's so much. But she's like, look, I'm wearing a blouse today and I have no sweat stains. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, I'm like, wow, that's real. Like, I can't believe that's actually like a problem for some people. Yeah. So then I was like, yo, like, how much is it because you know what i don't sweat on my body as much Mm -hmm. but my face you know you've seen it before i don't know i think it's just like part of like our like my mom's side of the family they Mm -hmm. all sweat and my dad's side actually they sweat really easily Mm -hmm. so she told me it was um fifty dollars per milliliter and how many milliliters are they using um because if it's like $50 per milliliter, it's like, okay, we're going to put 100 milliliters of saline in here and 100 or whatever they put in. Yeah, because she, like the total was um 600. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's only like six six milliliters. Mil, huh? Milliliters? No. Because no, 600, 50, so that's What's 30. 600 divided by 50? 50, 50, so that's three. 30 milliliters? Six. Six <laughs> milliliters. Yeah, six <laughs> milliliters. No. It's 600 or oh, no, 12 milliliters. Amir, yeah. you went to Kumon. You should know this. It's 12 milliliters. What? 12 milliliters so milliliters times 50? total. No. Yeah. Okay. 12 times 50. Yeah. 600. 600. Are you sure? Yeah. Because six times, six times 50 is 300. So that means, yeah. So that must be. Yeah. Six and six. Yeah. 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 Good math. Okay. Good. <laughs> no, we really struggled at the beginning there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that. I was trying to do the math in the sky. Like six. <laughs> I wasn't going I was anywhere to with quick that. Math. It did not work. <laughs> I trusted you. I tried. I got there eventually. Okay. Yeah. But then she was explaining to me. I was like, "Oh, how often do you have to get it?" Yeah. And she's like, "You know, like every like six, like between four to six months." And I was like, "So you're gonna do it twice a year, basically?" And yeah. she was like, "Well, I don't really sweat in the winter, so I'm just gonna come mm, once a year in the summer." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's pretty smart." And then she also said that it, it's covered with our like insurance benefit at work really yeah and i was like botox y'all i'm about to get rid of all these wrinkles yeah but it can't even? be 100 percent covered no it was 100 percent. yeah yeah i got covered i know which is wild i'm about to get botox guys i'm just kidding i, I don't, don't think i don't th- i don't think i sweat that you. badly in my armpits though i do sweat i do sweat overall Where but it usually more? depends on like the situation and how excited i get I can't, if I keep myself cool. You know when I actually sweat? What? When? Like I am, uh, like ner- when I'm nervous, Yeah, oh, it's the worst. And nervous sweat is like, 
like it's like sweat beads form like i mm-hmm. i literally can't stand it but like everyone does that no nervous sweating yeah like where you just know. get like you get that weird like where every hair on your body like stands up for a second and then you just feel a sweat start coming yeah or it's like just like when i have like a lot of anxiety yeah. it's just like i'm sweating profusely i'm like is anybody else like dying here? <laughs> like like you remember when that time that i went to um alberta like two years ago yeah but that's because it was really hot no no i was sweating <laughs> and, oh because uh, the car situation yeah, because I was driving, yeah. and it, it was like in the middle of the night, and they had yeah. no street lights there. Yeah, and the car was unreliable that we were driving. Yeah, and there were massive trucks. Yeah, I'm not even joking, Amir. I n- usually like when I drive, I'm pretty relaxed. I was sitting like this, like upright angle, mm-hmm. both hands on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, for three hours straight. No, that makes sense. Like that's I was like, gripping that steering. That's steering like when people wheel. say, like when they're watching video, like my hands got sweaty. It's the same mm. thing, like. I think it happens for everyone where when you get nervous, you just start to get sweaty and yeah. your hands get palmy and like, I don't know, maybe it's like a, just a natural response. I'm trying to think like, what, how would that help you in a survival response? I guess it's because your adrenaline is pumping. That's what I think it yeah, is Yeah, so too. because your heart rate is such, your heart rate is so high, yeah. like you're just going to start burning calories and the, the only way that it's going to escape is through sweat or that's how it, you normally it escapes. I think right? so. But then yeah. like, I know there are like antiperspirants for like mm-hmm. anxiety sweaters and stuff, but yeah, because I'm thinking like when she was telling me about it, I'm like, yo, that's kind of cool. Like maybe I should consider mm-hmm. doing that too. But then I'm like, isn't there like a side effect? There's like, a side I'm effect sure, for everything. Yeah, but I'm sure if you're blocking mm-hmm. the sweat glands in your body from producing or not producing, um, mm-hmm. what's the word? Like extruding sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like a bad thing? Well, yeah, I feel like um, there's a side effect for everything. I guess it just depends on like how how, how severe, severe the issue is mm. versus like the it's the side effects. Like if you feel like you're you're gonna be your the side effects are worth whatever you're trying to protect yourself from, then it kind of becomes a good balance. I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Sure. We were originally talking about Ezra Miller, by the way, and we we're going back. Were we? Yeah. Who's Ezra Miller on? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were trying to talk about when i talked about like how he mumbled was, my words. and you were talking about like watching the flash and then you didn't know that you thought that I, was part of marvel and it was actually part of dc but can you just confirm he's yeah. a red guy with lightning bolts as ears yeah or, like well, in his head or something well like he he has he wears a suit that's red and it has lightning bo- bolts on the ear okay yeah um, uh but that movie people are saying like a part of the reason that movie flopped was because of all the controversy that he was surrounding. So that they kept right. him in the movie? Yeah, exactly. So all that stuff was happening. And Sony was like, or was it Sony or, or Warner Bros? Was like, we're still going to keep him. Like, they didn't think it was worth ch- uh, like recasting him and having a new actor do it versus um, just having him come out there, apologize, and like move forward with it. Was he wildin' before the film was shot or after the film was shot? I think it was like during and after so he and he like up until like last year they really gotta start doing background checks i'm sorry i would have just but i think him. like he was i don't think he was that maybe he did have some controversy before yeah, that like, right cancel culture is so big now like you can get canceled for anything mm-hmm. i don't think background checks will even help these days because like if things are happening like uh the thing that that goes back to the what i mentioned before with jonathan majors right like if you went if you had did a, a if you did a background right? check on him he would have came up clean he's a black guy from creed 
or not yeah. Creed? Creed? From Creed and also from uh, the new Marvel. He's a new... You, you didn't watch this movie, so you don't know him. He plays Kang in that one. But him, he had that controversy mm-hmm. where he was accused of beating his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, like, he lost... And he was about to be become the next big thing for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And he probably still is going to be because recently a lot of information came out that kind of like made the situation look really bad for the girlfriend and made him look very good. Really? What happened? Uh, like it came out that like basically there's it's it comes down to her making a false allegation about him beating her when really she just ended up getting drunk in his room and like she was found on the bed by him already with like a bloody fist and drinking and like with pills next to her or whatever but how do you prove that hmm? how do you prove that because he brought in the police he called the police he's the one oh, who called oh. and said hey this girl's drunk and like is bloody on my bed and knocked out from pills and thing like can you come and get her yeah but uh and there's a lot of like people who are kind of backing up his story but yeah but just aside from that like to go back to the original point of doing a background check like things can s- still happen when you're becoming that character, when you're becoming getting that role that's gonna uh, make this company a lot of money or whatever, or make this studio a lot of money. Yeah. So Hollywood is a corrupt place. That's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, every everything that's gonna involve a lot of money and millions and billions of dollars, you can't really avoid corruption from that. Just because people are people, they're gonna do those things. Speaking of billions, what we gotta talk about it. Ocean Gate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally a topic I wrote down. It was yeah. supposedly the first one, but then I got distracted. I know, you did, you did, you did. But maybe Why did it become the biggest thing on the internet for a week? Literally from the last time we recorded till now, it became the big, and it stopped. So I saw a TikTok yeah. that said that it might actually, like this is a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. that they faked their death because they were probably owing something or they had some sort of legal issues. And I was like, mm. I think the other information that came out makes it a lot more plausible or makes it a lot more reasonable to understand that like the guy who was running this thing the ceo who went down with them and ended up dying as well mm-hmm. he just like he kind of screwed everyone over he he owed somebody money <laughs> no no because like they were first off he didn't get like any certifications for that submarine he built it with materials he wasn't supposed to be building it with he had only one button on the inside of that whole submarine and he had a gaming controller to I control saw, the submarine did you see the video that was recorded um after they went down so like this guy was like i'm gonna go like he went into it i saw a tiktok where what he made mean, a video after they went down like um this was after they got went missing yeah so someone basically went into the same sort of submarine like the same ocean gate no, is it oh like a similar one that the they titan built. right yeah. isn't it called titan or something but they made like it like a second one and he they made a second it. one yeah he went into it and he showed the inside yeah and then everyone in the comments was they were like where's the like where's why didn't they have it like they're literally billionaires it's a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity why wouldn't they have recorded it there was a 19 year old on there mm-hmm. and then they're like well the video probably imploded with them in the ocean yeah. um and this guy came back up but like he you could he was like what do you mean so he came scared. back up like he he went in the submarine they didn't go as deep to the titanic oh yeah yeah but he just wanted to see what it was like going inside oh yeah yeah and yeah. it's literally like imagine like a like a whatever shape this is like mm-hmm. this um, like, like a, cylinder. a small little cylinder yeah and it's just hollow and they're You're talking about the ship the the the, the, the submarine the spaceship the submarine yeah i thought like i've never actually seen the inside of a submarine but in my mind i thought there'd be like seats it was going to be a lot bigger this was like so small i'm telling you he literally didn't follow any regulations they were sitting down 
crisscross applesauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but I was I was like, that's what it looked like. Yeah, they were stuck in that for like fifty hours or however many yeah, hours before it completely imploded. On probably they honestly they probably imploded within the first twenty four hours. Like when they were lost, that's probably when they died. Because this thing literally went from becoming a tube to becoming like a flat piece of metal in a millisecond. So they didn't feel it. They died instantly, which is like better for actually them. better for them. Yeah. Um, but like it was it was bound to happen because uh, all the experts who were speaking about this thing beforehand were already saying like this is going to happen. Like we know this is not going to work. So why didn't anyone stop him? Because he's a billionaire, he didn't care. There were literally it was it was so bad to the point where their employees or like previous employees who were fired because they started like whistleblowing a couple years ahead, like earlier when they were developing this thing and saying like the moves you're making right now and the things that you're not doing that you should be doing, like you're gonna end up killing somebody. And those workers who called that out were fired. So it's Interest, it, I guess it makes you realize that like no matter how much money you have because the passengers on there should have also had a bunch of money like they're paying $250,000 per seat they um, were there's um, the guy with that went with his son was also he's like the CEO of something I'm pretty sure he owns uh, I don't I know can't remember, but he's, I forget what he, he did yeah. but they were essentially all billionaires Yeah. but like it shows you that no matter how much money you have it doesn't make you any smarter in making better say. decisions mm-hmm. but the son Apparently was really scared and had like a full on panic attack right before mm-hmm. he went in. And then I was like, damn, like his dad must have peer pressured him. Like, do you know how yeah. much I paid for your ticket? Exactly. And then the poor kid died. Yeah. But uh, it was just crazy how like and people pointing out how first off, it blew up mm-hmm. on the Internet. And I think because it must of how have been, like, bizarre most- the situation was like yeah the first part that like was getting people's attention was the fact that they paid two hundred and fifty thousand for the yeah a seat in that submarine and then the fact that it was like exploring the titanic and they're like how ironic like you're exploring the titanic and then you end up well yeah i think the thing that also blew it up was all the memes that people were making because immediately when people found that older video video or earlier video of of like the no 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 of the uh some uh news agency that went out and interviewed the CEO mm-hmm. and they actually went into the submarine and like looked at it to see and he was like pointing out how it only has one button and all these things when people saw that and then he pointed out the controller people started making memes of that immediately like yo this guy like it would show like the them in the water and it would show like controller disconnected <laughs> 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 and like the memes just did not stop they were coming That's out kind of, of insensitive though and this is before they even found out they were dead yet so there was a chance that these people were like suffocating and and just going through the worst imaginable thing that can happen to a human being of like suffocating underwater mm-hmm. and not being able to escape. And people were making jokes and like memes about this the whole time. That's wild. Yeah. And then immediately once it was found out that it imploded and everything was done, it's like, like, what do you call it again? Just went blank on the internet. Like everyone's kind of just done with it. Mm. And, and then, but there was also the other story of like the 700, um, yeah people that were trying to uh like basically looking to migrate from or immigrate from i can't remember where where i don't know but i know that the ship that they were on had 700 of them and it like uh sank it was like a shipwreck was that what it's called when it crashes (laughs) yeah shipwreck yeah um in the greek waters it was it it was trying to yeah like they were trying to go to 
Italy? I think I heard about that. I saw. And there was like very, like barely any coverage anywhere because mm-hmm. everyone was so focused on Ocean Gate. Mm-hmm. And it was like all these people that were just trying to find, you know, an opportunity for a better life. Yeah. And like so many of them didn't make it. Yeah. I think it's because like people like sensationalism. They like something that's relatable, what they can make a story out of. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? Paying 250k for a ticket is not relatable. No, I mean like something they can make like they they already can make a villain out of that and be like, "Oh, like those people, they probably deserved it or like all oh, these people." Mm. You know, there there are so many ways to come at it and that they just found it more interesting, I guess in a way. Cuz there's not really that's much so you can say sad. about people drowning on a ship like that's just a very sad situation yeah and unfortunately like a lot of the internet just they seem like they're so fatigued on all that information that they would rather just have like something uh unordinary or like something out of the blue that they can focus on more like that submarine situation yeah i guess so Mm -hmm. it was just like because we would prefer to have people focusing on more things like we never even mentioned it yet like the the situation in ethiopia while we were in sweden Let's actually hold that thought and yeah. just take a really quick break before okay. we come back. Okay, yeah, we'll be back in a second. Okay, we're back. And uh, I oh. didn't. we didn't mention this yet, but when we were on vacation, that's when it kind of like reached its pinnacle, mm-hmm. is uh, in Ethiopia, there's a situation where the government was clearing a certain piece of land for uh, new developments. But what they started doing is that they started actually destroying a lot of mosques that were on these lands. But, a mosque and homes on but these lands. The government was basically trying, to, like, what they're trying to do is build a new city yeah. within the city. Um, and they, in order to do that, they had to clear what was built on that land. And they were justifying it by saying, oh, well, there was no permit. Yeah. They were for saying the like, there's no the permits home, for these or illegally built. Which makes built. no sense because these people have electricity. The mosques had electricity, mm-hmm. running water. I'm sure they were paying property ta- mm-hmm. taxes etc 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 and they and a lot of people had the papers to show that they legitimately built a lot of these mosques on these lands yeah so it's it's like ethiopian politics is a whole other conversation like it's Mm -hmm. a whole other can of worms that i don't know if we're ready to open up right now but it's just it's a shame to see that that kind of stuff can just happen Mm -hmm. and like and the thing is is that the way that they were going about demolishing these mosques is they weren't like putting a foreclosure sign on the door and giving yeah, people like two no weeks way. notice. They were like, "We're coming through. Watch mm-hmm. out!" And like demolishing them while people were still in yeah, there. Yeah, they would literally pull up with a tractor or one of those uh, bulldozers bulldozer. and just start bulldozing. Like and no warning, no nothing. People are still inside. And it's crazy because I've never actually seen this in Ethiopia before. But they had like military style police mm-hmm. with the huge um, shields, shields, and like rubber bullets shooting at people, tear gas. And I mm-hmm. was like. All and using live bullets at one point too. No way. Yeah, they killed like three people. Because mm-hmm. they were protesting? Yeah, because they were about to destroy, they were trying to destroy the... Uh, Anwar Mosque? Yeah, the Anwar Mosque in... Addis? In Addis, like, which is one of like the that's larger mosques. Like, mosque, that's I, like less the mosque I've one. been to. Yeah, we, we all have. It's like yeah. a really big one in Addis and it's very well known. So, I mean, listen, the whole city would have came out if they tried to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, that's what happened and then three people were killed for it. That's so wild. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was going on in in the past couple of weeks. It's kind of quieted down now, um, mainly probably because like the government out there has so much control over the media 
that or the stuff that comes in and out of the country that like our sources for the most part right now are like YouTube videos mm-hmm. from individuals in the country. Yeah. So, uh, but at one point it did reach a level to where like larger publications like Al Jazeera or like BBC were starting to make posts about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like the something that was going on in Ethiopia that didn't get as much attention here. And even in the Muslim world in general, I don't think it got that much attention. Like there were some people posting about it, but it did a little bit, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't something super, super mainstream. Which, yeah. Like we've talked about this before in earlier episodes, you know, it sucks that people kind of pick and choose. Uh, sorry, not people. The media picks and chooses what goes viral mm-hmm. and what gets more media attention yeah. versus what doesn't. Like, And it can be frustrating when something like Ocean Gate becomes so big yeah. versus all the other atrocities that are going on in the world. Right. So um, because it all comes down, like before we mentioned, it all comes down to money. I know. Like what? what's going to make them more money? What's going to give them more clicks, right? Mm-hmm. This Ocean Gate situation is already big on the internet. Everybody kind of knows about it. It's come like a, a, a buzzword at this point. Uh, or like yeah buzz topic i guess you could say but versus something that's like tragic and like people uh maybe can't relate to as much because it's in a third world country that they didn't don't even know how to point out on a map like i remember i remember seeing a video recently of a dude who went to i think like a fair or something he bought out a map of africa and he asked african-americans did you see this no what i was gonna say something else but finish your point okay he brought out a map of africa and ask African-Americans, first off, how many African countries can you name? Tell me why. There's one one dude who said South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina? Yo. <laughs> That's not even a country. It's a state. <laughs> first off, it's not in Africa. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> too. That too. So, like, the answers we, they were getting were so ridiculous. And, like, I think at one point... Um, He's like, can you point out like a country on this map and someone and he didn't say like what continent this was. He didn't say this was Africa. He's like, can you point out like what's on this map? And he's like, he pointed. He's like, that's Texas. He was talking about America. <laughs> and this guy was looking at him, pointing at a map of Africa. Well, he you said he didn't tell him. Maybe he just thought like that was the shape. Well, he thought the ma- uh, shape of America was Africa? Listen, okay. I hate but, to be that person because I know our regular views are going to be like Amir. Yeah, you cannot talk. You didn't even know that no, Rwanda th- was part of point East out, Africa. This is to point out. <laughs> this is to point out. Yeah, because I'm okay. I can't talk too much because like my I'm always talking about how my geography is bad. But like at least I can I know what Africa is. I know like this <laughs> continent of Africa. I can point out a few countries on it. Yeah. Uh, but what was I going to say? That was to kind of point out like how. I can't really fault a lot of those people for not being interested in what's going on in those countries. They don't even know where it is in the world. They have no, like, uh, they haven't, like, the, might, the the smallest thought of where this could be in the world. So, like, it, it's almost impossible for them to relate to it. Yeah, I mean, like, look, think of it this way, right? Like, unless it concerns them, why would someone randomly just know where things are like know where other places are in the world especially like when you think of well, the, we used to have a class called geography but you know i know that. i know but like <laughs> maybe canadian geography is different from american like i don't know i'm not american yeah. i don't know what their geography class is like but mm-hmm. unless it's like they have an interest in the world and where mm-hmm. things are like i don't think the average american will know like the each and every um country in in the continent or within. no it's not about knowing each and every country it's like just even just knowing one or two 
having some idea. Yeah. I think the most the either the answer he got the most and the only answer he got the most was Nigeria. And the only reason a lot of people knew what where Ni- what Nigeria was was first off because like there's a lot of jokes and there's a lot of, a lot of Nigerians in America to begin with, but like the music that's been coming out a lot of times is from like Nigeria, so people mm-hmm. are just that's on their mind right now. Um but that's the only thing they could point out, right? Dang, so, I thought Ethiopia was like a little bit more known. I I don't not one person mentioned Ethiopia. Like not black one. people? Uh, yeah. African Americans. You know, if it was Canada, I'm sure they would have named it. Well, I have I, more faith in yeah, Canadians. Yeah, but that's also because, like, well, the American education system has kind of failed them, but <laughs> that's a whole other thing, too. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, as that whole Ocean Gate thing was going on, mm-hmm. you know, there are more important things going on, like we mentioned in Ethiopia, and also the people in Greece who, or the refugees who are trying to reach Greece, I'm guessing. Yeah. No, they were trying to get to Italy. But they, the, as the boat was getting there, it yeah. sunk uh, in the Greece waters, oh, like in that okay. region area. Yeah. Um, Which is, unfortunately, a very common thing, actually. Because I remember there was a, a, a famous photo that came out years ago mm-hmm. where there was a washed up... Okay, it's very sad, but it was like a washed up body of a child on the shores, I think, really? I think Greece or Italy. Yeah, it was like a famous photo that came out to show like the 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 tragedies that are going on. And like how desperate these refugees are. That's so sad. Yeah. That's actually really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's like a regular thing now, because they're Are they always trying to like escape. Yeah. That's so sad, man. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes me like. I don't know, because imagine like you 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 have this hope of like a better life, and you're just mm-hmm. like if I just get that opportunity, and then you get that opportunity, you don't even make it everything is for everything happens for a reason you just have to understand that (laughs) you know but like now i'm sad about it why why do you get so because it's like just thinking i know it's sad but imagine how excited they were like they get on this like boat and they're like oh my god i'm starting my new life yeah and it's not your new life it's your yeah they're probably just trying to make it to the next day at, uh, at that point yeah i don't think they're thinking about even the life that they might live i think they're just thinking about like will i survive the next day when when you're hungry, when you haven't mm. eaten for days, for sometimes even weeks, you've been drinking maybe salt water, so you're kind of hallucinating at this point because salt water is not safe for the human body. Like you're so disoriented at that point, you're just trying to make it to the next day. So it's uh, more of a uh, will I make it to tomorrow versus what kind of life will I live when I get there. You know what I'm talking about? When I don't want to. I don't want to record you're trying to anymore. Escape something, when you're trying to escape something, are you thinking about, oh, I'm gonna have such a good life? Or I'm I don't know. I'm here. I lived a privileged life. Oh, I've yeah, never exactly. had to escape anything. Okay. Yeah. And now I don't feel. It would be that would be an interesting question to ask, uh, like our parents, because technically they were trying to escape a situation, and what is the mindset of a person trying to escape a situation? Because we always say, oh, they came here for a better life. Well, I mean, they did. Technically, they did but I don't think they had an idea of what that life would be at that point or were even thinking about that. They were just thinking about, I want to survive. Yeah, like they didn't leave Ethiopia knowing that they were coming to Canada. Yeah, exactly. They, they left because they the situation there wasn't safe for them Yeah, and they had an opportunity to leave. Yeah. What was going to happen next was like they were re- relying on Allah. And, exactly. And that's all we can do, right? Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I'm I'm still trying to convince my mom mm-hmm. or dad or even your like every time I see Amir's dad, I'm like so Yeah. He's not here in the country yet, so you know. He's not yeah, I know, I know. Maybe we can mm-hmm. like corner him and peer pressure him. Yeah. I think it's working because he said maybe now. So it went from okay. no to maybe. Yeah. So I'm we're sure trying to mm-hmm. maybe we just gotta like bribe him with food. We'll just record when he's here and be like, <laughs> Oh yo, just pull up. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like their story's so interesting and, mm-hmm. and we don't even like I've never actually heard like the full Oh, I know the f- most of the story. Do you? Like, why they left. I know why they left, but I always, no, like... No, but everybody's story for why they left is very unique. Like, my dad's situation is super unique versus, like, probably why your parents left. Like, my le- my dad left because of, like, political, uh, like, like personal, like, close political issues where, like, the family's threatened kind of issues. <laughs> the feds yeah. were after him? Basically, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, he's a fugitive? Not for those <laughs> reasons, but, like, because of corruption and, yeah. like, things like that. Yeah. Because a lot of our families come from, like, entrepreneurs and, like, business yeah. owners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, around that time, business owners were seen as, like, m- ways for politicians to make money mm. off of them. And if you if you try to uh, refuse, they would use the resources they had, which is usually, like, the army and whatever else they could muscle out of you, like, to get that what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, I don't even think I fully know... Like, why did our moms leave? I think they were being forced to, like, teach or something. Maybe I'm. Maybe that was well, someone else's story. Yeah, that one I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why our moms left, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, um, I think I'm gonna like peer pressure my mom and mm-hmm. be like, they're asking, they want you on. So yeah, if um, you have, if you have immigrant parents, like, you should probably just go up there and ask me, like, why did you leave? Like, what was? When did that decision become, like, when it become like less of a decision, more like I have to leave, like you want to know something funny yeah (laughs) so when we were in um like europe with our moms Mm -hmm. my mom had this like this realization it dawned on her she was like wow i really thought canada was it but like europe is where it's at really (laughs) wait when she was in stockholm or when she was in like spain or all three she said it when she was in all three like when she was like like when we were out and about and stuff and she was seeing the city and how it was she was like wow I like, think it's because, like, they were mentioning this a lot. Mm-hmm. It reminded them of back home. Like, Spain, the streets, yeah. especially Spain. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I think just, like, the 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 proximity of being, like, close to everything, how you're walking through the streets. Like, the, even the, the architecture remind them a lot of uh, Ethiopia. Yeah, but I think she, like, she found it a lot more beautiful. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, Toronto is like, yeah. She, I think like in her eyes, she was she stopped romanticizing it, mm-hmm. and she started to romanticize Europe and loved it. Um, and I remember she like said to me, she was like, "Now I get why you travel so much." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, like I love going to Ethiopia. I love seeing our family." Yeah, but there's so much more to life than just that. Exactly, because unfortunately, like design is not really a part of the equation in Toronto anymore. Yeah, it's like how many people or can even we in fit? the West and gen- <laughs> in 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 North America in general, uh, but in Europe, design is like at the top of the equation. It's like most like how do we make this? How do we keep the um, what do you call it? the look of the old, or like how do we keep the history while reusing the space for like what we actually need it for now? If that yeah. makes sense, like you'll see like there's these older style buildings, mm. but they'll fix like the inside of it. Um, Toronto has some places like that. Like very few now. And even those places, they've been mm. breaking those down completely 
get rid of them getting rid of them completely my workplace is a i don't know if it's a historic building mm-hmm. but it was like an older one mm-hmm. i'm not going to say where but like um they just built on top of it like the okay. newer part of the building yeah but i don't know if that's still part of the equation maybe, yeah maybe early on in like the 90s or early 2000s when those buildings were most likely re- repurposed or like uh, refurbished i believe they were because i just remember the construction happening around that time i think that's when they still kind of had that idea or like that that motivation to keep the older designs but now because of like all the new developers who really don't really have a vested interest in vested interest in keeping toronto uh having keeping toronto's culture and identity they just want to make money they'll kind of bulldoze over bulldoze over whatever will be an inconvenience just so they can make it easier to build whatever they need to build yeah which is like a bunch of compact houses Mm -hmm. that cost a million dollars and condos yeah <sighs> let's get the f out of here just kidding hear about the explosion that happened in pickering slash ajax from that the one on the truck? highway yeah yeah did you see the video yeah it was wild yeah i don't know how it happened though was it did they crash into each other so basically what happened was yeah there was this truck driving down the highway mm-hmm. and a little bitty honda civic mm-hmm. was trying to overpass it yeah and then he kind of cut him off and then the truck was trying to slow down because he almost hit him. And then he did end up hitting him. And because he hit his brake so hard, the truck went. Meep, oh. And then it went. Poof. And it was full of oil. Yeah, like full. Yeah. And it was that huge. Like when I saw the video, it looked fake. I, I almost didn't believe that that was Yeah, real. there's that dude who like had a front view of the whole yeah, thing. Right? You yeah, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and the thing, and I think the main thing that made it worse was the fact that it happened right under a bridge. So no, wasn't it right past the bridge? Oh, was it right past the bridge? Yeah, I just know yeah. that the bridge was also like almost destroyed from it. But like a couple people died because yeah. it happened all like on the highway. Both drivers died, I believe, from that's, that. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drivers, what? did you also hear about the story of the five Muslim girls in Minnesota? Who, oh yeah, in the um, drunk driving incident where they got hit by a drunk driver, I believe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like I saw it on TikTok, and I was like oh my god what happened like how did all five of them die and then mm-hmm. um i actually came across the like someone's mm-hmm. like it was like a security camera or something yeah the car was going like 160 kilometers mm-hmm. that's so fast yeah. and like just smashed right into them do you think that like that's where technology kind of has to be like i feel like there should be technology that like protects people from themselves if what, that makes sense what do you mean like maybe they can build some AI technology into cars and make it like mandatory. I know it would be very hard to make it mandatory, but like, so you know how cars have like crash detection now? Mm. So before you get into a crash, like it'll stop for you. But you can turn that feature off. Huh? But make it so that it's like, there's regulations where you can't turn it off. Or maybe, I don't know, it's kind of be a tricky thing, but like, unfortunately there's a lot of crashes like that where people are just driving at ridiculous speeds. They actually, when when he was arrested and they mm-hmm. found out who he was, they the discovered that he, that he I know, yeah. but they found out that he was the son of like a former senator mm-hmm. in one of the states. Watch um, him, watch him. No, he's no way he's going to get off for five people. Well, actually, he actually had a previous, he had history of having like another hit, yeah. like a accident like this mm-hmm. where he had impaired driving. Um, and he was, I think he like just got his license back like two weeks before this incident. Um, and so and then I, I was like so invested I remember I was like mm-hmm. deep in this rabbit hole of watching all these videos yeah. and news stories about it and then I saw the funeral and I saw like so many like people from that community mm-hmm. came out because it's five it's a big community yeah <laughs> true <laughs> <That's> the thing, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, 
yeah and i was like so shook i've never seen that many people mm-hmm. at a funeral before and i was like it made me so sad like i was just like wow i think like, it also was the fact that these girls were apparently a big part of that community yeah so like think about like if our community we lost like the five people who ran it like if, if, i don't know if they ran the whole thing but they're just active the, members in the community. yeah exactly yeah. right like see how tragic because it's not only the fact that you've lost five people in your community like all the things they may have been may have been a part of they may have been running like were, now those are affected as well they were like uh, it was reported they were on their way home um from like preparing for a friend's wedding mm-hmm. which is so sad exactly like, I was just like it. It like really shook me because I'm like they were so young. They they mm-hmm. were like teenagers in the early twenties. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Allah have mercy on their souls. But I mean, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm sorry for ending it on a sad note. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't we kind of before this. I'm gonna cut it there, but there's like 20 seconds of silence because we just don't know how to end this episode after like going on such a downer here. But you know what? Not everything's gonna be end up positive. Not everything's gonna end. On a positive note. On a positive note. Mm. We're just gonna leave you guys to ponder about life. Exactly. Now, you know. Exactly. Um. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know if you guys like this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't forget to subscribe and like this video to see more. And we will see you guys next week for episode ninety nine. Almost there, guys. Bye. Bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.